What is up, people? Jean Carlos here with the Total Body Training Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be going over our total body training rules for success. These rules are based on a number of things. First, they are a product that I of the, the mistakes that I have made. So, in other words, this is a product of times that I have fucked up and I am trying to and I have unfucked myself, or I'm continually <laughs> trying to unfuck myself by following these kinds of principles. That being said, these rules are not completely original. They are just things that I have learned from authors such as Jocko Willink, Ryan Holiday, and other Stoic philosophy. But that being said, these rules and things come that the things that these authors are talking about and the information they are getting, a lot of them come from the Stoics or come from other people's teachings. So we're all kind of borrowing similar information and repurposing it and retelling it in different ways. So, you know, just had to get that kind of out of the way. Second, these rules are also based on the mistakes that I have seen and witnessed as a trainer and business owner. I notice that there are certain patterns of behavior that tend to hurt my clients' progress and, you know, here I've tried my best to compile those mistakes into a list that you and they can use to improve their lives. Look, this list is far from perfect. But for the purpose of this podcast and for my clients, I believe it does just the trick. In fact, I have seen this list help my clients make certain epiphanies about their own behavior. And I have no metrics on this whatsoever. You can't ask me for statistics and I'm not on this like and I'm not a mental health expert. If you need someone who can help you in those kinds of situations, uh, I am maybe not the best source. If you want some kind of academic for that, I am not the best source. I curse. I express myself exactly how I feel. I make mistakes, shit like that. So if you're looking for someone with that kind of expertise, I suggest that you seek out somebody who's a therapist, maybe somebody who's an experienced life coach. Honestly, don't know a whole lot about that area. Right here, what I'm doing is I'm just sharing my personal experience, what's worked for me, and things that I've seen that's worked for other people in my own personal life. And so that's why I use these tips and you know tricks, I guess, or ways of looking at life. That's why I have these rules. So let's jump into the total body training rules for success. And as you know, total body training podcast and total body training is really a podcast and a you know network, I guess, that is all about fitness and health, weight loss, weight gain, whatever the case might be. It's just health related and fitness related. And so for the purpose of this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about the rules that I have listed out in a context with regards to your health and with regards to things like weight loss and getting in shape. And the reason I want to preface that and say that is because I am of the of the opinion that we could actually use these same rules for other situations. And it doesn't have to be that you just use the rules for fitness. But here, right now, for the purpose of context and explaining them in the way that I use them with my clients, I am going to be talking about them from the perspective of fitness. And let's go ahead and get started. So, number one, excuse me, the first rule that I have is I take full responsibility for my actions. This is a big one. The current state of your physical body is partly due to genetics, and you know that has a lot to do with it, the, the genetics, what you're born with, but 
It is primarily based on how you, excuse me, hold on for a second. Had to burp there for a second. Primarily based on how you have been eating and exercising throughout your life. You're responsible for your body and its conditions. So if you have got a few extra pounds and you've always carried these things around and you're not really happy with it, you, you know, you're overweight, your doctor thinks that you're overweight, this is based on decisions that you have made. I can already hear what you're thinking. Well, that's not true, John. That's not true at all. I have always been skinny, but the moment I turned 40, I started gaining weight, and now I'm 40 pounds heavier due to genetics and my metabolism changing and stuff like that. And yeah, that's entirely true. Your body did change. You went through you know, physical changes. Your metabolism slowed down. I'm hearing the reasons why you started to gain the weight when you say that. What I also believe is true is that had we decided the moment that we started gaining that weight at the age of 40, right, the moment that you started to see that your metabolism was changing, your skin was changing, your body was changing, that had we made the decision at that point that, oh, shit, my metabolism's changing, I've gained a few pounds, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I went up a size, had we decided at that moment, right then and there, after we started to gain a little bit of weight to say, "Uh uh-oh, looks like things are changing, my body is different, I think I need to eat a little bit better and I need to exercise so that I can keep my figure as I'm getting older, then we wouldn't be in a situation where at the age of 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, we end up getting 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. And you know, that is a lot of what I see. What I see, you know, from clients coming in is that they are very good and, you know, I've definitely been guilty of this. So I'm not trying to say this to put you down. I'm saying this more so to empower you to recognize that you need to take responsibility for your actions. But they say in the process that, you know, they can tell you why they've gained the weight very easily. It's because my metabolism changed or, you know, I'm getting older what they're not saying is is what they didn't do, which is solve the issue right then and there. And so when you say to yourself that you're going to take responsibility for your actions, you know, you're going a step further of maybe identifying, you're, you're going the step of identifying what the issue is that's coming up, right? And then taking actions to solve that issue and taking responsibility for the actions that you do. So, you know, eating less and eating healthier now that your body can't handle that weight and exercising. Those ultimately are the responsibility that a responsibility that's up to you. And so that's why I say that you need to take full responsibility for your actions. I am certain we could go about this topic, specifically of taking responsibility for your actions in a whole lot of different ways. But I feel that I take responsibility for my actions as an umbrella uh, rule for pretty much the rest of everything else. If you have this one down, you will succeed at everything else I'm going to tell you, and all of them kind of fall under this, taking responsibility for your actions role. So that being said, we're going to kind of see this theme come up a few times as well as a few other themes. So let's go ahead and move on to part or to the second rule, which is I don't make excuses. Okay, this is a big one. I don't make excuses. What are some excuses that people make when it comes to the reason they've gained weight? Well, you know, one of them is, you know, a really common one. I I work with with mostly women. And a lot of times it's, you know, after I had kids, I gained some weight. And, you know, that's definitely 
a reason why you've gained weight. You know, that's definitely the reason. What we don't want it to be is an excuse. And here is what I want you to differentiate. Maybe you did gain some weight because, you know, you're not exactly supposed to be dieting during the time that you're you're pregnant. And, you know, also maybe you were thin, but you started eating a little bit extra when you had your, your child, which is, you know, perfectly normal and safe. But in the process, maybe you overdid it. Or maybe you kept eating a little bit extra after you had your, your child, right? And so I see women all the time who have kids that are, I don't know, like 20, 25, 30. And they're telling me, you know, after I had my kid, I gained some weight. And I ask them, I go, so when did you have your kid? And they're like, oh, in, you know, 1987. <laughs> and it's like, all right, so, so like somewhere in there, right, you've been all this time, you know, 30 years, I'm, I'm 30, that's why I said 1987. Uh, sorry, mom. But <laughs> 30, 30 years, you've used the fact, you've used the fact that you had a kid as your excuse for having this extra weight. Instead of, you know, taking responsibility, going back to number one and trying to figure out how to lose that weight, right? So let's try not to make excuses for what's going on. It's okay to identify. I don't want us to, you know, pretend that like having a kid won't lead to gaining weight or that getting older won't lead to gaining weight. I'm not saying that we need to reject those things. I'm saying that we need to make sure that they're not an excuse for why we continue to struggle with our bodies, why we continue to be unhealthy and be out of shape. That's really what I mean when I say I don't make excuses. You know, other excuses are, you know, this is the most common one. I don't have time. I'm really busy. And again, I completely understand that. Not everybody has all the time in the world. You're busy. You've got you know, maybe you've got kids and you've got a family, you've got a husband, a, you know, a, a wife, whatever have you. You've got friends, you've got all these things going on. You work 40 hours a week. You barely get time for yourself. You know, somewhere in there, all of these things have kind of, you know, came around you and have taken up your time. So you barely have time to sneak away and work on stuff. That is very true. However, somewhere in there, what you're going to want to kind of address is, is this me making an excuse or is there somewhere in there where I can find time to get away? No, no, I can't find time to get away. Some of you might think, well, maybe you don't have to go to the gym for, you know, two hours. Maybe what you can do is you can go out to your garage and do a little bit of exercise and do a little bit of research about how to eat better or hell, find someone who can help you to get on some kind of solid nutrition plan and find some kind of like workout that you can do that'll at the very least get you started, all right? I know that, you know, it would be ideal in your situation if you're trying to lose this weight to get to a gym and, you know, to have two hours to work on stuff. I know, I know. I know that that, that is definitely the perception that, that we might have. But at a minimum, you should be able to find somewhere in your life 30 minutes to sneak away and work on something, right? And, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to go to the gym and spend all this money. You know, if those are also excuses, you know, just to be honest, I I can't completely buy that. There's so much free information that you can find online that'll help you to be able to exercise and get in shape. 
you know, you just have to find that and then dedicate yourself to it and not make other excuses. Now we could go on and on on the list of excuses and maybe I'll make a whole separate episode about that, but that's something you're going to want to consider. You're going to want to consider not making excuses or at least calling yourself out when you do make an excuse and trying to find a way to solve that. So here's the third thing we're going to talk about. It's, I look forward to my failures so I can learn how to improve. This is a big one. We don't like failing. And, you know, really, really, who does? Who likes sucking at something or making a mistake? You know, oftentimes these things can be embarrassing. They can be time consuming, what have you. You know, making mistakes sucks. Ultimately, we have to kind of change the way that we look at that though because if that suckiness okay of of making a mistake if the pain that you're having of making a mistake of failing is inhibiting you or stopping you from trying to improve and trying to get better at something then what are you ever going to improve at or get better at or learn at in life right isn't everything based on failing you know there's a tony robbins story about a baby that I I love and uh, Tony Robbins talks about how when a baby falls down so when the baby fails and it falls down and it's trying to learn how to walk you know the baby doesn't sit there and think about oh shit you know I can't walk look at that person over there look at that bitch walking around like that that person walks just fine right why can't I walk like that I should be able to walk like that but we do that <laughs> when we when we can't do something when we can't improve sometimes not everybody but a lot of us look at other people we look at the fit chick or the fit dude on instagram and we say you know why can't i be like that you know i you know i tried to be like that oh they must be on steroids we come up with all this crap that really just all that does is hurt our self-image and it hurts our ability to improve because we spend all this time complaining about our failures and feeling self-conscious about our failures instead of recognizing that like that baby, we just need to get back up and try again. Maybe in the past you tried to lose weight and you didn't succeed at it. Maybe you tried I don't know, like a crash diet, or you tried to work out and you just couldn't find the right schedule, or something came up and you got sidetracked, whatever the case might be, if this has been a repeating theme in your life, then you have this really awesome opportunity to look at why you failed. You know, you can take a look and be like, okay, maybe I put too much on myself the first time that I tried to work out. Maybe I need to schedule my life a little bit more effective. You need to look forward to making mistakes so that you can learn how to improve. You know, a good example of this is in my own personal life, I'll share, is meal prepping. I meal prep now consistently each and every week, but it hasn't always been that easy. And, you know, each week I try to find something I can do so that I can improve that and get better at it. And, you know, for example, I, you know, I was talking here with, uh, we were talking about this here the other day. The first time that I meal prepped, I would meal prep maybe two or three days worth of food because I just couldn't figure out how to meal prep correctly for my macros, right? And it would take me all day just to get, what, with three days worth of foods, I eat four, four meals of those. So that was about 12 meals that I was making and I just couldn't get my macros down and I was counting things. And what 
I found myself doing was getting frustrated and I felt like I was failing, right? But ultimately, like I applied this rule of I look forward to my failures so I can learn how to improve. And every week I, I, I kept trying and trying and trying to improve my meal prepping process and I started streamlining it, thinking more in advance, finding easier foods to make, finding quicker ways to make my foods, finding the right containers, looking for things that I'm fucking up on, looking for things that I'm failing on and improving from there. So like one thing would be, you know, I would cut up my potatoes and I'd cut up all my meat the night before. That way in the morning I could wake up and make my food more quickly the next day. And that way when I woke up on Sunday, in order for me to meal prep for the next uh, seven days, because that's what I do now, I wouldn't be stuck in the kitchen meal prepping from, you know, early in the morning, which really isn't that early, but like around 10 o'clock on a Saturday, it's not early. <laughs> on a Sunday, I mean, to about six o'clock at night. You know, that's <laughs> what happened to me the first few times I did it. Now, had I, you know, just gotten upset and gotten mad, I would have just said, okay, you know, fuck it. This takes way too long. I obviously can't do this. I don't have the time. I would have came up with all these excuses. But instead I said, all right, this isn't working. I can't be prepping from 10 o'clock to six o'clock at night for seven days worth of meals. But I need to prep my food right now because during the week I won't have the time and I'll fuck up and I'll eat something I shouldn't. So how can I streamline the process? So I found quicker ways to prep things, quicker ways to make my food. And ultimately that's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to be open to making mistakes and you're actually going to want to be excited about making those mistakes so you can learn how to improve. So you can be just like that baby who falls down, you know, one time falls down again and then the next time, you know, maybe the baby takes a few steps and then falls down and the next time the baby walks all the way across the room and everybody's clapping and everybody's excited and the baby falls down and then it gets back up again and the baby can walk, right? That's how you learn to improve. It's through failing and making mistakes. So we just have to be okay with that. There's no reason to feel ashamed of failures as long as we let them instruct us. Benjamin Franklin says, the things which hurt instruct. And it's through failures that we can get instructed to learn how to improve our lives. All right, so that's number three. Number four, I don't complain, I find solutions. Wow, I don't complain, I find solutions. I am of the opinion that, you know, at least in my own personal life, I, I don't have a lot to complain about. I have a roof over my head. I have food. I don't have everything I want, but I have everything I need. And so I don't feel personally that I have the right to complain about much. I really don't. And I think that sometimes, I know this is tough love, but that sometimes we complain about things that are so trivial in our lives. So that's just a side note. But I don't complain I find solutions is really important when you're trying to figure out your fitness goal. If you are complaining about the fact that you can't let's 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 throw a hypothetical out here. You can't get uh you know I don't complain I find solutions. If you find yourself complaining about the things in your life that you perceive as a problem with your weight loss, then how are you going to find a solution? How are you going to figure out how to solve that issue if you aren't actually allowing it to teach you something, which goes back to number three. 
instead of complaining about when you have problems in your life, maybe you're a person who's really busy, right? Going back to the time thing. And you find yourself constantly complaining, I don't have the time to do anything. I don't have the time to do anything. Uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm getting older. You know, I'm gaining all this weight. I'm gaining all this weight. Again, I'm hearing a complaint, but I'm not hearing a solution. So what you need to do is find a way to work around these things that are going on in your life instead of complaining about them. Find a solution. Maybe it's that you need to find a gym with a babysitter, with a, with a, with a, with a, a child care service so you can get in there and do some exercise, right? Find the solution instead of complaining. Complaining very rarely actually helps you with something. Now, I'm not saying that you can't vent or you know state when you feel a sense of frustration. There's nothing wrong with that. I certainly do that. However, I try to minimize that because personally, I just feel like we don't have a lot to complain, or at least I don't have a lot to complain about, and nor do I ever feel like complaining actually makes the situation better. I like to be proactive about things in my life when I want to improve them. So when you find yourself in a bind and you find yourself struggling to get to the gym or struggling to eat better, instead of complaining about it, find a solution and try to figure out how you can solve that issue that you are so pressed or that matter that you're so upset about instead of just complaining about it. It's not going to help you. Number five. I don't seek the approval of people who don't support my plan and my goals. This is a big one with me. And it's, you know, for a number of reasons, uh, they're very personal. There is a rule that Seneca has, Seneca the Elder, I believe, in his book On the Shortness of Life. And he has a list of reasons why you'll make it through life never having accomplished your goals. And one of them is self-imposed servitude to thankless people. This kind of plays into this, this idea here. You know, I'm of the opinion that if you are doing things for other people that don't really care about what you actually want for your life, if you're bending your personal goals and needs so that you can make other people around you feel good or find their approval and you're not actually doing what you want for your life that you are going to end up a very unhappy person and so like with I don't seek the approval of other people who don't support my plans and my goals this really is important when it comes to weight loss or a fitness goal because you know oftentimes if you're a person who is you know say has a little bit more to love maybe you've got 40 or 50 or 60 pounds chances are a lot of people in your inner circle a lot of people that are around you also are around the same weight or are also struggling with the same issue not always but a lot of times that is the case you are the mean average of the people you keep around you and the thing is is that when you try to change Oftentimes, other people in your life, when they start to see that you are improving or you're trying to eat better, you're trying to, to take better care of your health, you're trying to exercise, they aren't going to like it. They are going to sometimes say things that are rude or try to you know, persuade you not to eat the healthy food when you go out to lunch with Cheryl and she's got cookies and you brought a salad with chicken and with a nice piece of bread and something that's healthy. She's going to be like, oh, why don't you just have one cookie or why don't you eat this? Right? These are people who are trying to you know, actively take you away from pursuing your goal because they don't 
and they wouldn't say this, but ultimately they don't really want you to succeed because for you to succeed is a reminder to them that they aren't accomplishing the goal of taking care of their health, right? And so what they feel is that you're going to suddenly become better than them. And all that people ultimately care about, and this is going to sound dark, but most people just mostly care about themselves. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's just a fact of how life operates. And so if if people are running around, living their lives and caring mostly about themselves, when they encounter someone else who is trying to take better care of themselves, and this is someone else in their own group, there is a lot of things that can happen. There is jealousy. Sometimes people can feel a sense of jealousy for someone who looks better than them or someone who is in better shape than them, whatever the case might be. Or there is this sense of, oh no, I, what happens when, you know, you know, what happens when Jean, okay, starts to take better care of himself? This is what happened to me. You know, am I going to become irrelevant? Is this person not going to be my friend anymore when I start getting this way? And maybe or maybe not, the, these thoughts are actively what the person is thinking. Maybe the person is actively thinking these things are not. But I think that deep down, when someone tries to actively pull you away from your goals and actually tries to like put you down and say, oh, you don't need to lose weight. You're fine the way that you are, blah, blah, blah. What they're doing is they're not supporting you. They're trying to keep you where you're at. And so what is a friend or a family member if not someone who is supposed to at the very least respect you and respect where you're going at in your life? I'm not saying that the people in your life need to you know, necessarily like push you along the way I, you know, towards your goals. I don't think that they necessarily have to. And I don't think that you should necessarily expect them to do that for you. What I am suggesting is that you do not need to seek the approval of people who don't support your plans and your goals and that you might have to put a little bit of distance in between yourself and that if you expect for everyone in your life to go along with your goals and you know go along with your plans, then you are setting yourself up for a world of hurt because that's just not going to happen. And it's also a little bit, just a tiny bit naive and maybe even arrogant for you to think that people have to go along with your plans and have to go along with your goals, right? You don't have to get everybody on board with you. So these are my suggestions. If you're if you're struggling with finding someone, you know, or tr- struggling with trying to get like your friends and your family's approval with these kinds of things, stop. Stop trying to do that first of all. And you know, you know, I have a whole episode where I talk about this, but but my suggestion is that if you have someone who is actively trying to dissuade you from accomplishing your goals, maybe you need to not talk about that goal with that person. So maybe it's a friend or family member who 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 is trying to, to not approve of you. And then in addition to that, they're also trying to actively pull you away from achieving your goals. Maybe you need to spend less time with that person or not talk about that goal. That might be a really good first step for that because you don't need that person in your life who is pulling you down. All right, now maybe, maybe that person is someone who's too close for you and you can't throw them out. You know, I 
I'm not entirely convinced that you can't get rid of, you know, a lot of people in your life. I mean, I certainly have in my own life and I've been very okay with that. And I think it's really healthy for you to move on from other people. Sometimes that gives people an opportunity to grow. But let's say that this person is somebody that you want to keep around in your life. Maybe they're a family member, a parent or something like that. I think that you can either tell the person, hey, I don't really want to talk about this. Uh, Please respect my goals. You can be assertive and say that. Or you can just not say anything. So when someone has this bullshit opinion about what you're doing, you can literally just not say anything and not feed them. You can plead the fifth. You shouldn't be trying to justify everything you do to people who don't approve your plans or your goals. And you also shouldn't be trying to seek their approval, right? Don't do that. Focus on what you want. If you want to get in better health, if you want to get in better shape, you're going to need to be okay with not seeking the approval of people in your life because you want something that's bigger for yourself. All right, number six. I recognize that the obstacles I face are a sign that I'm on the path to success. And this one is really important to me. I recognize that the obstacles I face are a sign that I'm on the path to success. You know, when you encounter difficulty in your life, or when you try to accomplish your weight loss goal, your fitness goal, you encounter resistance, you encounter struggle, you have to have that obstacle there in order for you to accomplish your goal. You can't not accomplish your goal without having some kind of obstacle or without having some kind of resistance to what's going on. Everything in life works off of this principle. Growing muscles, right, in the gym, right, relies on you pushing and picking up weight and resist and and working and doing resistance training. Breaking down muscle, that is the obstacle. Pushing something that's heavier, that is the obstacle. And then growing from there. Everything in life, learning works that way. The moment that you get up and you go to kindergarten and you go to the first grade or second grade, you have obstacles every step of the way to learn how to write, to learn how to read, to learn math, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to be good at these things. You don't have to learn school or like school to understand this analogy. I, for one, didn't love school. However, there is an analogy here that I think is pretty basic for you to understand. And that is that every single obstacle that you face is teaching you how to grow and develop and how to go on the path toward success. And if your path toward success is for you in this case is trying to lose weight or trying to get fit, you need to be okay with the fact that you're going to run into difficulty. That when you start training, you aren't always going to feel like doing it. You're not always going to feel the most ready to take on the weights. You're not always going to feel excited about dieting, but those are the very obstacles, the very things that will get you to your success. So recognize that the obstacle is the way. And that is the title of Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. Ryan Holiday, thank you so much for that thought. That has helped me out a lot and it's helped my clients. That's why I kind of merged this into our TBT rules for success. Okay, number seven, I always remember my why. This is a big one. I made a whole episode uh, recently about always remembering your why, and you can kind of refer to that again if you'd like. I'm just going to kind of discuss it really quick and short right here, but essentially the thought goes like this. 
people are very good at knowing that they want something, knowing that they want to lose weight, knowing that they want to put on some size. But in the process, whenever things start to get difficult, you know, whenever the obstacles start to arise, whenever distractions, whenever they get distant or further away from the initial spark of that interest in wanting to create that goal, people tend to forget their reason why they're focusing on trying to get in better health. And, you know, I'll give you an example. A good example of that is, you know, around the, the New Year's time. So so at the beginning of the year, you know, lots of people kind of, you know, rush in hordes to gyms to get in shape. And a lot of things have kind of happened that have led to that. So maybe you're a mom or a dad who's got, you know, a little bit more to love. You've got about 40 or 50 pounds and you recently during Christmas ate a ton of food, you know, which you should. It's you know, it's a good time to celebrate, but you gained even more weight and then you were in a photo with the family and you're like, "Oh shit. Like I've gained a lot of weight." Or maybe you weren't in the photo, right? You were actively avoiding being in front of the camera. So you were taking the photos instead of being in the photos, right? Or maybe it's the summertime and you go to the beach and you realize that you're very out of shape. Or maybe you're in the dressing room and you can't find clothing at yet another place that fits you correctly, right? Those are all your reasons why you want to get in better health. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you, oh, you're fine the way that you are or like, you know, love yourself no matter what. But personally, I think that if there's something that you want to work on, as long as it's, you know, reasonable, as long as it's something that's healthy, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to, with you wanting to improve yourself and with you using that as the fuel for you to improve right? After all, like the reason why you do anything is the reason why you do it. So if you live this life where you ignore or actively, you know, try to forget your painful moments where you were at the beach and you felt bad or you were in that photo and you didn't like it so you tore it up and threw it away or you just don't post Instagram photos of yourself because you don't like the way that you look that you need to remember that and let that be the reason for you to improve and I think that reflecting on those reasons why can empower you if you use them correctly now if you loathe and you you know make excuses if you don't look forward to your failures if you complain if you do none of the other things that I did then remember Remembering your why just becomes a sick thing where you're just constantly putting yourself down. I'm not telling you to be the Eeyore of your life. What I'm telling you is that you can use those things to help you have perspective, to help you remember why you're wanting success, why you're wanting to get in better shape, and why you're wanting to lose weight. And you know that is the reason why I think it's important to remember your why. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of the Total Body Training Podcast. This is our rules for success. I just kind of went over my rules for success really quickly, gave a few perspectives. Maybe in the future, I'll make episodes for each one of these and discuss them in further depth, but I hope that this information has been super helpful for you. If you are listening on iTunes, please give me a review or something on there that really helps me out and uh, if you're on anchor send me some claps also I would love to know more about you if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me on here or on, by email with any questions or answers that you have over on Facebook or Twitter until next time
Peace.